All right, the Hammers off to Hot Springs, Arkansas to do a little horse racing for ESPN. Tomorrow we'll have a surprise mystery guest host. Tune in for that. In other words, we don't know who's going to be on. It's a surprise to yeah. everyone in the building. Yeah, going to be uh, doing it. <laughs> He'll have traffic on the nines. Mm-hmm. We have the uh, Marlins today, so you have a short show. We're going to play some Guilty uh, tapes. Oh, that'll be fun, especially for Passover. U.S. Supreme Court building is being evacuated. There's smoke. Oh, no. There's smoke. I think we got a new pope. We had a, we had a few callers this morning call us and tell us that radio stations were, were reporting that Osama bin Laden was captured. Yeah. Of the uh, Spanish radio stations around town. I see. Well, guess what? <laughs> no. That's our educated audience. Right. So we get the Marlins today. Well, that's your educated audience. Don't be knocking our people. That's your sports nerds. Thanks a lot, Hank, for uh, that abortion we just had on for an hour and five minutes. It was fun. A little Jeffrey Lurie. A little Pat Riley. You could have done the hour. Yeah, why not? What's the matter? Are you on the outs with your boyfriend now? He should have put you on for the hour. I, I don't Evidently, I'm AAA. I'm not ready for prime time. No, triple X. <laughs> Something, well, that's my shirt size. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, say goodbye. I don't do crossovers with uh, fat punks, okay? Uh, I'm... Go, go find a good machine, man. All right. Neil don't be knocking the Indians like that. They might be back on the air someday with some money. <laughs> All right. Your time is 10 o'clock on QAM. The Indian the place sucks. That's what the Beast said. I didn't say it. Are those of the host, guests, he said, and, and do not reflect those of the Beasley Broadcast Group, its staff, advertisers, or agencies. So there's too many grime at those Indian joints. Happy Pesach, by the way. Who the hell are the Barlets? Sixty WQM. Happy uh, Thursday to you. April thirteenth. That's a lucky day for us, and it's an unlucky day for the Marlins. Well, I mean, it's a lucky day for the Marlins. It's going to be a lot of those. No, tomorrow's going to be a lucky day for the Marlins because they can't lose. 
Oh, no, actually, they play tomorrow. Like I said, it's an unlucky day. <laughs> I thought they had the day off tomorrow. Well, silly me. It's one of those Friday through uh, Sunday series. But Washington Nationals, though, they might be able to beat them. We thought that about the Padres, too, and guess what? <laughs> They've been getting shellacked. 8,994, the announced crowd. I have it on very good authority. There was maybe four or 5,000 people actually asses in the seats yesterday. But they announced 8,994 yesterday. And now that they've lost six of their first seven and they're red hot, um, wait till you see the crowd that's there today, giving new meaning to the word crowd. So we're on to 1230 again today. And uh, what do we got after the ball game? Oh, look at that. At 4 o'clock or whenever the game ends. And, boy, how'd you like to follow the Marlins this season? You think we had a bad lead in this morning with those uh, butchered up tapes? We have no idea who's going to be on tomorrow morning. The Brain Trust is working on that feverishly now. They're working on it. Tomorrow, after the uh, Marlin, oh, wait a minute, I'm, uh, no, that's today. Oh, jeez. Today, after the game, we got Mad Dog at the Sofa Kings. Yeah. Did I leave a long enough uh, space in there? Yeah, now? that was good. It was pretty good. Mad Dog from uh, after the game till seven at the Sofa Kings. Then we got Panthers preview at 7. Panthers at Ottawa tonight, 7.30. Absolutely meaningless game for the Panthers, and Eddie K follows that. So that's, that's our lineup. We got baseball, we got hockey, we got a lot of other stuff that nobody cares about. Guess who died, by the way? Very bad news. Uh-oh. Who? You, we probably don't even know who. Well, you know the Pointer Sisters. Yeah. Oh, I read you, that. I read it. I did think. you? Yeah. Well, then what do I have to bother with this, then? June Pointer. The youngest of the singing Pointer Sisters, known for the 70s and 80s hits, I'm So Excited, Fire and Slow Hand. Oh, we can't say Slow Hand. Oh, God, no. Has died. The Pointer family says June, who was 52, died of cancer yesterday at the Santa Monica, or Tuesday, Santa Monica University of California, L.A. Medical Center. She had been hospitalized since late February. Type of cancer hasn't been disclosed. Family says she died in the arms of her sisters, Ruth and Anita, and her brothers, Aaron and Fritz, by her side. Although her sister Bonnie was unable to be present, she was with her in spirit, it says. Don't you love that? She was with her oh, in yeah, spirit. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. It's almost as good as, oh, well, he's up there in the sky looking down right now. and uh, Or like these uh, jocks, especially in, well, football they do it too, but baseball a lot. Guy hits a home run, and he's, as he's circling the bases, he points up to the sky. You know, like, uh, like your buddy there, uh, Barry Bonds was doing. He usually does Bonds it right, be- right before he hits the plate. Right. You know, he's pointing up there because Bobby Bonds is up there in the sky. Rolling, actually, Bobby's rolling over in his grave. About all the roids. Fans have been expressing their shock and sorrow in a tribute site on the web. You, your music touched my life in a profound manner, wrote Ross Wood of Oklahoma City, which really means... I have no life. Right. I mean, the Pointer Sisters touched his life. Yeah, they, they made some okay music, right? Yeah. Not great. Come see, come saw. The group's hits also included He's So Shy, Automatic, and Jump. The sisters, along with their two older brothers, grew up singing in the choir of an Oakland church where their parents were ministers. All right. Okay. Pointer, well, June Pointer's dead. 52. I'm sure most people are saying, who? Who's that? Okay. We'll just move on. We only got two hours and 23 minutes, not that I'm counting. We love the Marlins, especially when they play these day games, baby. 12.30 is the pregame, 105. Come on, go out there and support the team, or not as the case may be. Get David Sampson all whipped up to a frenzy. Make them think that you really care, even though you don't. And we're going to have, like, another big bash out there? Was that just opening day? I can't, I can't believe all the people who showed up there, according to the reports. It was more than I expected. People that haven't worked on this radio station in years were there hopping up the free food, snoring around. Boy, that's really sad. Especially some of the names. Really embarrassing. 
Here's the poll result from yesterday, and you'll be pleased to know that we did have our 1,000 votes by 2 o'clock. I, not that I checked it. I was busy sitting at my machine by that time, but uh, we had 1,366, so obviously by 2 o'clock there were over 1,000 votes. So you can rest easy now. Now that your good buddy Joe Clarabelle was in there shaking your hand and rubbing you on your bald spot, that's good. Nice going, Joe. You're doing it, man. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. Who is? Oh, don't start sucking around now. You are so shameless. Boy, you're, you're bad. What? <laughs> No, don't start kissing. Hey, he kissing came up in the here. And, you know, this you know, was finally after after we threatened him with murder. Practically, they're finally going to start addressing some of these issues. You talk about slow and ponderous, man. Even a snail is fast compared to these guys. Who is the weakest link on WQAM? We asked. Thirteen sixty-six. Lenny Martez wins three hundred and twenty-four. Three hundred and twenty-four votes. You got to admit one thing: there ain't. There's only one Lenny Martez. Whatever you're driving, the budget has a vehicle for you. Yeah, exactly. Only one. The Crow 285. Now, let's see. we got a ballgame today, but we got no Crow. Is he going to be out there at Gate? Uh, in fact, I should have asked Miguel before he left. Will you see some arm pro- tra- uh, problems? If those uh, Best of Neil CDs and T-shirts are going to be available again, because there was a tremendous run on them out there at the ballpark yesterday, we sold oh. nothing. Well, maybe we'll leave them out there uh, whenever the Crow's out there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or we'll just leave them out there, you know, for you to grab. You don't have to pay for them. Just leave them out. Just leave a pile of that crap. They still won't take them. Crow 285 in third with a very nice third place showing. Yeldy 227. George did a little bit uh, worse. I mean, better than we thought he would. George 194 was a strong fourth. Kimba Bocamper 112. The Wooden Man. Hank 83. The Big O. Uh, 59. Curtis only had 37. Out of 1,366 votes, in fact, I mentioned that to your, uh, your program director last night during our, our, conf, uh, our confab. Is that right? Yeah. That everybody likes Curtis. That's why they don't put him on the air. By the way, we hate Curtis. We think he's terrible on the air. See, if we keep saying that, they'll put him on. I, I told I told your uh, your namesake that. I told him. I said, if, if I kept saying we hated him and he was uh, too young and had a bad voice, then they would have put him on a lot. So he's too young and we hate him. Eddie K had only 25. Nobody don't like Eddie K. And, of course, he's got kind of a small select group of uh, degenerate gambling audience. And the Mad Dog, as expected, right. dead last with only 20. Solamente 20. And I think most of those came from across the street. You're not fooling us for a second. Now, today's pool, see, I had to go back into the archives. We did this last time a long time ago, though. Do you think I had to read all the names on here? That should take us till ball game time. Oh, yeah, why not? Hmm? Well, no, I can't, but I can't do it often. WQAM, Crankline, Hello. Hello. Who I am? You're in the butt, honey. <laughs> yeah. Who is your favorite all-time TV celebrity? <laughs> 491 votes. Johnny Carson, 69. How do you like that? Jerry Seinfeld, 43. Boy, that sure leaves me limp, those first two. Johnny Carson, I never thought was even the least bit funny. And Jerry Seinfeld, man, what a, a walking billboard for anti-Semitism. He was like a male nanny, like Fran Drescher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just dripping with New York Jewishness, obnoxious. Jerry, And not funny either. Jerry Seinfeld, 43. Jackie Gleason, 42. Now, we can agree on that. He was pretty good. Yes. Bill Shatner, 31. Carol O'Connor's got... About 30, man. David Letterman, 29. Oh, how sad. Phil Hartman, 21. Lucille Ball, I love Lucy, 19. James Garner, 18. What the hell's that horrible show he's on? Not Matlock. One, one of those. 
You don't even know who that is, do you? Not by name, if I saw You wouldn't him. know James Garner from Earl, Nan James, Earl uh, Nance Garner, whatever his name was. Barbara Eden, 13. Steve Allen, 12. Elizabeth Montgomery, 11. Bob Newhart, 11. Well, when I get through with this list, I'm not going to read this often. You better uh, go online and take a puke at it. Andy Griffith, 10. Carol Burnett, 10. Howard Cosell, 9. Uh, okay. I don't know how that he really fits in there. But yeah, anyway, that, uh, well, it, it, this is whatever we got the first time we did this years ago. Okay. Sherman Hemsley, that's George Jefferson, 9, who, by the way, is gay. Alan Alda, do you know that? I did not, no. Well, now you do. See what you learn on this show? That's great. <laughs> Alan Alda, 9. Paul Lind, 8. Well, you knew that he was gay. See? See right. how it all ties together? Right. Bill Cosby, 7. Ferris Fawcett, 6. Well, what does that mean? Well, yeah, was she on a show? Was she on Charlie's Angels, I guess? Yes. Oprah Winfrey, 6. Michael J. Fox, 6. Milton Burrell spelled, oh, how you spell this. Now, you couldn't have been working on a show when we did this, because you couldn't be that dumb. B-U-R-L-E. It's B-E-R-L-E. Oh, Eric, please come to our rescue. We've got Milton Burrell with a U. Six, Jack Benny, six. We lumped all the Jewish comedians together. Regis Philbin, five. Telly Savalas, four. Sid Caesar, four. Ernie Kovacs, four. Bob Barker, four. Dick Van Dyke, four. They like those dykes. Lee Majors, three. Susan Day, three. From the Partridge family. Who always looks uh, lately like she's just had the crap beat out of her. I don't, I don't know what that's all about. Maybe she did have the crap beat out of her. You know what I mean? She always looks like she's been just beaten and... Like a black eye, you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bob Barker, four. Uh, let's see. Dick Van Dyke, four. Alfred Hitchcock, three. Lee Majors, three. Stan Majors didn't get any. Jack Lord, three. Edwin, three. Jack Parr, two. Phil Donahue, two. Bill uh, Bixby, two. Raymond Burr, two. Speaking of gay. Uh, Henry Winkler, two. Speaking of gay. Uh, Gene Rayburn, two. William Conrad, one. Cannon, come on. Florence Henderson, one. Jay Leno, one. He sucks. Ron Howard, one. Tony Dow, one. From Leave It and Beaver. Mary Tyler Moore, one. David Cassidy. Look at all these people who don't have any. David Cassidy, Richard Boone, Ed Solomon, Buddy Epson, Michael Landon, Larry Hagman, Dick Clark, Bill Cullen, Peter Graves, Arthur Godfrey, and Lauren Green. Lauren also spelled wrong. All have got the big oh! out of 517. See what I mean by a prodigious list? It's a long list, a very lengthy poll, which you can add to, by the way, because I'm sure that since we took that poll 100 years ago, there's probably all kinds of great new celebrities that you like a lot. Like whoever the actor is that plays Sam on a Supernatural, for example. Oh, I'm sure he, he sleeps with his brother in the same get a room. lot of votes. Yeah. Ten, you get my vote. 1014 at QAM. This is the Neil best. Rogers. And you ask or what? No. This is 560 QAM. Marlon's with it. Give me another beer. Announcing three new Sesame Street DVDs. Friends to the Rescue. Hey, Elmo, don't you think you've had enough to drink? Elmo makes margarita. <laughs> Careful with that blender. Oh, no. Elmo visits the doctor. Could you please show my hands back on? <laughs> and all-star alphabet. I am Kermit the Frog. And each is for hope. Like Miss Piggy. <laughs> now available on DVD. Well, look at the way Johnny Carson's pulling away from the pack from Jackie Gleason and uh, Jerry Seinfeld and uh, Buffalo Bob and all these people. Well, you knew that. You know, the people love him. Why, did you love him? No, I... I you never see his show? Yeah, I mean, you I didn't... You thought it was funny? You not, thought that was funny? Not really. I didn't no. dislike him. I just didn't think he was great. Exactly. Exactly. He never stole a freight train. I mean, he was, you know, boring. But uh, I guess that's it. I guess these people I had a very limited television experience. Goes to show you what they what they've seen. Well, what did you vote for? I voted for Steve Allen. Okay. Even though he became senile and grumpy and uh, real curmudgeon in his latter years, he uh, had the funniest show ever. 
In fact, he was the first, one of the, not the first, but the second uh, Tonight Show host and had a much better show than Johnny Carson. So did Jack Parr. But nevertheless, yeah, Steve Allen was great. He had that Sunday Night Show opposite Ed Solomon. He didn't have Topo Gijo or the uh, dancing, uh, whatever, didn't have Elvis. I saw the thing about Elvis, uh, I couldn't turn it off. It was on Bravo a couple nights ago. And I don't really care about Elvis, other than the fact we decided his music was pretty uh, marginal at best. But, uh, boy, it was pretty scary. Colonel Parker, man, they should have, like, uh, killed that bastard. Well, he's dead anyway. Five, six, seven, it's the overs and unders on the Marlins today. It's our poll question on the year. How many games will the Marlins win this season? My guess is... About 30, man. Right. They're definitely going to lose over 100 games. Is there any doubt about that? I would, I would say that right around there. What, what is the record? Is it like 115 for losses? Um, I don't know exactly. I, I, I'm sure it's about 120. 120? All time? I'll look it up. Get out of here, because you're, you're forgetting that there used to be a 154-game schedule. It's only in this new era that we've gone to 162. I don't remember what year they did that, but it used to be 154. Maybe the Mets. I, I think 120 is a little bit much. I mean, that would mean you only win like 42 games. They already won one. <laughs> oh, and Don Trell can pitch like every fourth or fifth game, so there's like, you know, he's probably going to win like 15. So there's 16 right there because he didn't win any of his starts yet at 16. Anybody else can win for him? No. Probably not. Five six seven oh five sixty. We know you people are going to be out there today. We love the Marlins because like David Sampson says, uh, we're going to start packing up our salami sandwiches and get out of here if you people don't show up. How dare you not show up and support our team and build us that stadium? How dare you? WQAM, hello. Not there. Here's your line. WQAM, line nine. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. I listened to this show for like 15 years. You have the best show on the planet. It's a pleasure to finally talk to you. Um, two things. You mentioned something about Shakey's Pizza yesterday. Yeah. I haven't had that in years. Where was that? That's because they're out of business. Uh, I had, there, there was one in Michigan that we used to go to. And there was always an old lady playing a piano for a dollar. She played any song. But they had vested. Did you ever get the mojos that they had in there? The what? The mojos, little potato slices. No, I never heard of it. Mojo? <laughs> what do you mean there was one in Michigan? Like, is there a city connected with it? There was the one in Kalamazoo. Uh, Kalamazoo, yeah. There was um, right up by Marquette, not Marquette, but uh, Escanaba, Michigan. Oh, God. Well, I don't want to talk about way up there. That's that's for going. <laughs> hey, you ever see the movie... Um, Forget it, I can't even remember it Okay, now. see ya. 5670560, oh, he sounded a little shaky to me. And Pop, I said, Shaky's was good. It was a different, the texture of the crust was entirely different. It was like a different product. It wasn't like your traditional pizza, like you get most pizza, pizza joints. But the crust is pretty much standard, you know? Yeah. But it was a different, uh, kind of like grainy, I don't know what you would call it, but just different. That's one of the reasons that Godfathers is so good, too, because it's it's a different product. It's not, it's, Godfathers is like in between your traditional pizza and, um, and the Chicago deep dish. It's like halfway in between. You ever have God? Yeah, you've had Godfathers. Yes. And we have some brought in, or were you not there yet? No, I was there, and I've also had the Chicago pizza. Yeah. Which is like not even a pizza. It's no, it's just uh, just a huge uh, pile of stuff, meat and cheese. More like and, a stromboli. And, uh, right, more like a stromboli. I wonder if that's kosher for Pesach, the stromboli. WQAM. Hey, Neil, um, I'm pretty sure you're, you're kind of a wealthy guy, or you're well-off, right? Now, businessman-wise, if you are a businessman, why the hell would they buy the Marlins if they knew they were losing money the entire time? And then now... Whoa, 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 whoa. Why, why would who buy the Marlins? What does that mean? Well, Luria bought 
the Marlins or took over the Marlins a couple of years ago when they knew there was a problem with funding. With the deal, that's right. He made a, Look, oh. here's what it boils down to. John Henry did the same thing. He made a bad deal with Wayne, and then he cried to the public. And Jeffrey Lurie did the same thing. He made a made bad deal with Wayne. He knew he wasn't going to be able to make it because they all assume that the public is going to build him a stadium. So they come with their hat in their hand. Oh, please, if you want us to stay, please give us your money. And the public says, get out of here. I mean, I don't have any sympathy for them. They knew that Wayne is a grave robber and was going to stiff them. And then whatever happened with that deal where he was going to give them the land there, you know, and they're going to build another stadium next to the uh, PP Park, and that, that, that would make sense. See, that would make too much sense. Like in Kansas City, you know, where they have the baseball stadium and Arrowhead Stadium side by each. I've driven right through there. Well, if I remember correctly, they turned that down, didn't they? Yeah, they said, ah, your mama, you know. Because they were still, you know, benefiting Wayne in some way. No. If, if I remember correctly. See, actually, Wayne is the one that all you people ought to hate like poison because he's the evildoer. See, in the beginning, he acted like he was the sports Santa Claus. Oh, I brought you Major League Baseball. I brought you hockey. And uh, I bought the Dolphins. And I bought the stadium and screwed over the and changed the name to a company that's out of business now. But anyway, all of these things he did. And, and then everything he touched turned to crap. He had the Midas touch in reverse. Every franchise he managed to turn it, you know, he took... World Series, the first one, and turned all the goodwill instantly into bad will. Well, I'm not in it for the fans. I'm in it for the money. And, and then he, he, I remember uh, Kevin Brown, man, and a couple other players, they offered to stay for much reduced salaries to try to keep the cohesiveness of that first World Series team. And he, no, no, thanks. No, because he wanted to have a fire sale. He wanted to do the same thing with the Marlins that he did with the Panthers. That, that's what these rich bastards do. Well, you better build me an arena or a stadium where I'm going to pack up and we're going to move. Well, go goodbye, you know. Well, like if the Panther was would have left. I mean, so there wouldn't be no uh, uh, whatever that place is called now, Yenta Center, Bank Atlantic. They've only changed that name about six times. That wouldn't be there. And would that be such a bad idea? Now that they're going to charge you to walk onto their property, starting. I, I can't believe they oh. didn't retract that. They didn't change their mind on that. And they're not going. That has got to be the most bogus idea. That you know what that would be like. That would be like if you owned a restaurant, and you had a parking lot in front of the restaurant. And you said, if you walk out of our parking lot, we're going to charge you five bucks. Even if you don't come in and buy any food, we're going to charge you five bucks just for walking out of our property. Yeah. And that's basically what they're saying. Grave robbers. And, and most people, you know, they're three bucks a gallon for gas. They're trying to put their property back together after Wilma. Uh, people have got issues, man. They haven't got a lot of cash. That's why it was really stupid to do that best of deal at a time when we knew it was going to fail. Guaranteed failure. See, that's what they keep setting us up for at QAM. Just like Hank mentioned yesterday, guaranteed failure. That's this crowd we got, even though you like them a lot now because they're, so, they're kissing your ass. And you can thank me for that. Thank you. You can thank me for that, the fact they're finally getting around to taking care of you and maybe George this week because they move real slow. And if they don't get off the dime, just wait till you hear what I'm going to be talking about all day tomorrow. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, this is 560 QA. Now and you can mark it down. If Broward County would change their mind and decide they want to build this facility, okay. I will not play here. Because I will not have you guys looking at me for the next ten years saying, here's a guy that said one thing and went out and did something else. We won the World Series. We won the World Series. <laughs> Hi, I'm David Sampson. And I used to sound like this. Until I met that queen of supercuts. <laughs> I'm looking for a new home for my world champion, Marlins. And I don't like sharing a stadium with big, stinky football players. <clears throat> I had my heart set on a new stadium. But my dreams are all dashed because of that Hank Goldberg. Well, it's not going to happen now. And it's all your fault, Hank. 
all your thoughts. <laughs> I'm certain we'll be welcomed as liberators with flowers and candy in a new city like yes, San Antonio. <laughs> Put that your pink pipe and smoke it, huh? If you don't want the Marlins anymore, I'll just take them home with me, open myself to play in my own backyard. So put that in your lost column, Florida. And remember, there's nothing more important than life than the grab-ass faggery of man-on-man sports. Looking for a home for the Marlins or a home a rodeo. Bye, bye, bye. 10.33, before 11 o'clock. we got the Marlins pregame show at 12.30. Any interest? No. Well, this should be another really good ratings booster, just like those U.M. basketball games. But it gave us a chance to get out of here real early both those days. And this is the same thing this week. Yeah. Like and yesterday. Yeah, and I'm getting used to this. I had a successful uh, day at Woodbine yesterday. I had a couple of good machines. I'm sure as hell beat sitting here talking a crap for another hour and a half. Two Mets, 40 and 120. Wow, you were right. You had your thumb right on it. 120. Hmm. They must have had a couple of games canceled due to lack of interest. What year was it? 62? 62. Must have been a Casey Stengel era, huh? Now, was there an expansion year? That was a Casey Stengel era, like I said. Well, that's the way it goes. You know, that's the expansion. We needed uh, a lot more teams. The Mets have won five in a row, haven't they? I do believe. Not that I pay attention to baseball. Oh, I think you do. You think I do what? Well, you just catch the highlights on sports. I, I don't can't pay any attention to it. Uh, I'm, I might watch, like, a couple of pitches as I'm channel surfing here or there. Come on, all those ex-Marlins on the Mets now? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I noticed, now let's see, opening day, Josh Beckett pitched for the Red Sox. That's right. And that fat David Wells pitched for them yesterday, and the Blue Jays just tore the cover off his fat ass. Nice going there, Toronto. Excellent job. I can't stand him. See, Roger Clemens is a fat ass, but at least he's a great performer. You know, he, he walks the walk, and he talks the talk, and all that other cliche crap. But David Wells has got a big mouth, and he's just a pig, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, let's not compare Roger Clemens' body type to David Wells. I mean, Roger's a little pudgy, but uh, David pudge. Wells is just a Did slob. you say pudge? Yeah. Oh, there's another one, by the way. Uh, didn't get that fat ass just from eating too many uh, Fritos, Frito Banditos. Hey, he's a little guy now, and uh, it's not because of steroids. <laughs> yeah, he, he all of a sudden, after food. that Royd investigation in Congress, Pudge Rodriguez went from 310 pounds to like 140. <laughs> he looks like little Miss Muffet now. Must be just a coincidence. Of course. Who's your favorite all-time TV celebrity? We don't. I'm not going to read this whole list, although it sure would kill some great time. 597. We want to get to 800 before 1230. Like we did yesterday. Wouldn't that be a good sign? Yeah, I haven't voted yet. And I, uh, I'm adding Chris Farley. <coughs> You're adding who? Chris Farley. Hmm. Good choice. Another uh, dead guy. Johnny Carson, 82. Boy, look at how many of these people are dead. Good God. Johnny, 82. Jackie Gleason, 53. Long since dead. Jerry Seinfeld, 49. Not yet, but Carol O'Connor, 38. Dead. I still say that when Carol O'Connor died, we should have like a national day of mourning. You don't think? Yeah, I do. <coughs> I just, you know, some of the celebrities like this thing with the Pointer Sister. I, I, June Pointer, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I know their music, but I wouldn't know her if she, like, if they put her body on my patio now. I wouldn't have any idea who it was. <sighs> but when uh, What's-Her-Name dies, um, Maureen Stapleton just died, and for just a second when I saw that a couple weeks ago, I thought, oh, not Jean Stapleton, but it was Maureen. So not that we didn't like Maureen. She's a pretty good actress, but... When Gene Stapleton dies, analysts say a nuclear Iran is years away. It sounds like we're being set up all over again. In fact, 48% of the dumb Americans say that they back military action against Iran if the government continues pursuing nuclear technology. Poll conducted by the L.A. Times and Bloomberg reveals that 
48% of Americans would back military action against Iran, probably because things are going so well in Iraq. If the government continues pursuing nu nukes, however, a majority, 54%, indicate that they don't believe President Bush will make the right decision. <laughs> in other words, whatever he does, they don't know what it's going to be, but as usual, it'll be wrong. Kind of like our management, same thing. Although I'm sure glad to see they're kissing your ass now. So am I. Oh, tell him the other cheek now. Just, just bend over and say, okay, now the other cheek, a couple of times. There you go. Kissy, kissy. But anyway, in, in line with that poll to show you how stupid the public is now, easily con. In other words, fool me once and please fool me again, please, you know, like they say in Tennessee and Texas. Western nuclear analysts said yesterday that Tehran lacked the skills, materials, and equipment to make good on its immediate nuclear ambitions, even as senior Iranian officials said Iran would defy international pressure and rapidly expand its ability to enrich uranium for fuel. In other words, it's a lot of BS. It's a bluff. Just like you threatening to walk out if they don't come through with some big bucks. It's just a bluff. The official, Mohammed Saidi, the deputy head of Iran's Atomic Energy Organization, another raghead, said Iran would push quickly to put 54,000 centrifuges online, a vast increase from the 164 the Iranians said yesterday they had used to enrich uranium to levels that could fuel a nuclear reactor. Still, nuclear analysts called the claims exaggerated. They said nothing had changed to alter current estimates of when Iran might be able to make a single, a single nuclear weapon, assuming that is its ultimate goal. The U.S. government's put that at five to ten years away, and some analysts have said it could come as late as 2020. Some of us might even be dead by then. What's that, 14 years away? Yeah. I'd be 77 by then. Oh, I'll make that. As long as I stick to my low-carb pasta, I'll be okay. I'll make that. Oh, which, by the way, I went shopping yesterday, and just for the kicks, I, I, I bought it. And? Oh, I haven't eaten it yet. Oh. Well, you won't know the difference. I mean, not Although that it can't I, hurt I, in your case because yeah, you're looking, a little, you're looking a little chunky in that picture on the website, oh. so you, you can't hurt. Is that right? I'm, I'm just telling you, now is the time to start watching your P's and Q's, man. Not when you're blown up like the beast in about 10, 15 years. <laughs> and you, it'll be, okay, laugh all you want. You, the, look, look at your job. You sit there on your ass for uh, five, six but, hours every but I'm day. An you're active, sitting on your I'm ass. I'm an active guy. like you know. What yeah, I mean? that's what I heard. That's what Duff is uh, thinking. Just tell him not that active. Iran's announcement brought criticism from several Western nations and, to a lesser degree, from Russia and China. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, that bulldog, called for strong steps against Iran, using the country's clear statement of defiance to persuade reluctant countries like Russia and China to support tough international penalties. But Russian officials said they hadn't changed their opposition to such penalties. Nuclear analysts said Iran's boast that it had enriched uranium using 164 centrifuges meant that it had now moved one small but significant step beyond what it had already been able to do nearly three years ago. In other words, what's, as they say on Pesach, what's the big simus? I don't like carrot simus, although I do like potato kugel. You know what else I like? Like they say in that fatso bit, luxion kugel. Too bad George ain't there, speaking of the Yiddish lesson. Luxion, now actually it's, a, it's usually used in a derogatory way in Yiddish to talk about Italian people. Luxion. Lux is single, like an Italian guy, Lux. So it's uh, usually sarcastic, derogatory. And Luxion means something Italian. So Luxion Kugel is like Italian noodle pie. Got it? Ooh. Although in Germany, Kugel is cone, like an ice cream cone Kugel. So when you go to Berlin next time, just order a Kugel. Next time. Yeah. Oh, they got good ice cream in Berlin, boy. Oh, in Germany. Man. I, 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 would, I would say it's even better than gelato in Italy. I've said that before. Oh, you're crazy. Well, I'm just telling you. They're hyping it, said David Albright, president of the Institute for Science and International Security in Washington, a private group that monitors the Iranian nuclear program. Anthony Cordesman and Khalid R. Al-Rodan of the Center for Strategic International Studies in Washington called the new Iranian claims a little more than vacuous political posturing meant to promote Iranian nationalism and a global sense of atomic inevitability. 
The nuclear expert said Iran's claim yesterday that it would mass-produce 54,000 centrifuges echoed boast it made years ago. Even so, they noted, the Islamic State still lacked the parts and materials to make droves of the highly complex machines, which can spin uranium into fuel rich enough for use in nuclear reactors or at atomic Unabamba. They lacked the machines. That's two good machines yesterday, man. How often do you think you get a thousand on the wheel three different times? Twice on one machine and then once on the one right next to it. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I could have had a much larger wind figure, but, you know, you win a little and you give a whole lot back. That's the way it works. You had to keep plunging, man. Had to keep persisting and persisting and finally got off the uh, machine when it just died. When he, that, your machine dies, man. Don't just sit there and keep feeding it all day assuming, oh, pretty soon it's going to pop. Yeah, it's gonna, What's going to pop is your uh, bank account. That's what's going to pop. What was that guy talking about, about I'm a wealthy guy? What was he babbling about? Who knows? What is with these people this week about, oh, are you are you happy? Are your life going pretty well? Uh, you're, uh, oh, man. Like they're all on some kind of fishing expedition for this big book they're writing. Don't worry, it won't sell. It'll sell just as good as that the CD. About 30, man. Yeah, that one that we're peddling. By the way, they got it at the stadium. Just look for them. We're giving them away. And wear some of them T-shirts, okay? You're going to be watching on TV. Is that game on TV today? And speaking of that, you know, I, I don't want to, like, uh, start in with him again, but he is so, so horrible, Rich Waltz. He's, you know, I watched a little bit of that opening day uh, game, that debacle. He, he's just awful. Why you continue defending him? You're not going to be working with him. I don't defend him. Why the hell you don't? I you don't just, think he's very good. Why can't you say it like it is? He's just horrible. I don't think he's very good. Well, I see you're a nice guy. You're trying to kiss up to him because you know the guy, okay? You're like Hank because you know somebody. You don't want to rip him. Just because I like somebody, it doesn't mean that they're a great talent, you know? That's true. There you go. I mean, look at you. <laughs> 1043, said, well, I look at Miguel. Well, let's pick on him. He's not there. He's in a uh, meeting today. They decided it was more important for him to be in a promotions meeting than to be with us, and we agreed. I like Miguel personally, but on this show, what he adds to it. Hey, I've been telling you for uh, years now about Dollar Mattress, their outstanding service. If you thought that downing 1-800-Mattress on the phone was easy, wait till you go online and shop at mattress.com. That's right. When you log on to uh, Mattress's uh, Mattress.com page, you'll see the extensive product line from Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. You'll also see photos, prices, and lots more. You'll see all of these, all of these things. things. You can do the whole ordering process online or after you visit Mattress.com, pick up that phone and call 1-800-MATTRESS and place the order when you can schedule delivery in the two-hour window that's convenient for you. When you have two-hour window, seven days a week, you pick. Like one to three, two to four, et cetera, and they show up on time. And right now, take advantage of a Dollar Mattress great 12-month financing program, too. When you call Dollar Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS, you get factory direct prices lower than chain stores even during their so-called big sales. Call now, 1-800-MATTRESS, like I've been doing for years, the easiest thing that you could possibly do. It's the official mattress company of the Neil Rogers Show. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now and talk with expert betting consultants or log on to mattress.com, like I said, to guarantee yourself the best sleep you've had in a very, very long time and for years to come. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sundin. This is Neil Rogers. Boy. This is 560 QAM. Pack man. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. I will show you a way to eliminate your enemies, Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. It's simple. Leave the gun. Take the power pellet. He was an actor who worked for nothing 
in a film that became a blockbuster. You boys sure found a way to screw me. Uh, financially, of course. Randy Quaid is suing Brokeback Mountain. You're not going up there to make an art house movie. Randy Quaid is going through the back door to get the money they owe him in suing Brokeback Mountain. I wish I knew how to cash you, residual chick. Now playing in selected courtrooms. 10.49, it's 11 before noon at 5.60 WQAM. We got that big Marlin game coming up at 12.30. That's the reason that you're making, you're working for Peanuts and Cracker Jack. That's right. Ca ca caramel uh, corn, whatever that is. And the same with George is because we're losing our ass on the Marlin. See, unlike across the street where they lie and they put those articles in the paper in the South Florida Business Journal. Oh, we're making very big money on the Dolphin games. We did really great last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Five million they spent. They got a million and a half back in revenue. They lost three and a half million the first year. Plus, they had that Jimmy Syphilis, that uh, simpleton on the air. Doing the ball games, totally uh, unacceptable. See, we don't lie about it. In fact, if any other station in the market would like to have the Marlin game, even start today, right? We'll stick around till two. Now, like I said, start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad boy. Talking yeah. about sticking your foot right up your old. Yeah, not good. Start tomorrow with that big series against the Washington Nats this weekend. Man, they're going to be. Uh, oh, what are what are what crowds are going to be for that series? See, I like all these great traditional rivalries they're starting the season with this year, like, you know, Marlins and the Padres, Marlins and the Washington Nats, who used to be the Montreal Expos. Oh, brother. Woo! Heavy duty. And they wonder why nobody's showing up. I mean, wouldn't it have been better, like, to have the Marlins and the Mets for opening series? At least they had some Mets fans. Well, See, there no Pad there. there's, there's nobody there because the other teams don't have any fans. See, when you have a sporting event in South Florida, you have to be playing a team that brings at least half of the crowd has to be a fan of the other team, you know. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Like when the Dolphins play the Jets or the Giants, or like when the Panthers play the Rangers or the uh, Flyers, uh, half of the crowd has to be composed of people from uh, fans of the other team. Otherwise, there's nobody there. 8,994, my ass. And today I have a feeling they'll eclipse that on the downside. People all over town are betting overs and unders on Yeah, and I think, I think the, uh, the number is 5,000. I know it was yesterday. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Yo, God. Yes, sir. Uh, I think you going to the game today? No, not in any way. But thank How you. How dare asking. you? Well, I thought I'd call and give you the stat that I didn't. I, I had to leave the uh, radio for a minute, but uh, I think the Tigers hold the distinction of the most losses in the season. No, they came close a couple of years ago, but. Oh, Josh already looked it up. He said the Mets hundred and twenty and sixty two. Okay, well, the Tigers suck, too. Yeah, but I would imagine the American League would be the Tigers, though. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one shameless request, is it possible to play that American effing way, Chick? Well, what do you mean? The whole call. Oh, the whole call? The, yeah. The, yeah. But then I got it. Oh, no, no, okay. Uh, see, the, I don't know what the hell that's all about. When the hell do we ever have a request for... Uh, I'll request Thursday on a short show. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> well, you're you're brutal. You're, you're learning fast, I'll say. Well, here she is. Okay, the guy that you have talking on your sports department, I heard him the other day talking about the illegals that they're getting now to play uh, the game. And, you know, it's, it's very clear that he's talking about the Cuban illegals, okay? And uh, I want to tell you, that's, that's very strange. He talk that way about illegals. See? Because, you I'm know, and himself... Was not is not is not a native here. He's not an American Indian. Everybody here has been an illegal sometime or the other. Okay, and I don't like anybody talking like that about Cuban people. Okay, because 
You know, he talks about like that, but Cuban people, how about his nationality? He's a piece of shit. Okay? There's nothing but rock to hear the, the poor people. That's how, that's how, you know, that, that's the American fucking way. So don't talk about Cuban people that way. Bunch of ass. <laughs> That's probably why you want me to play, you know. But you can't fool me no more. I'm, I'm dumping everything now. I'm throwing it in there a couple of these. That's right. Everything is censored now. That's it. 1053 at 560 WQM here in the fascist USA. Let's play that till 1230. I almost said till 2 o'clock. Johnny Carson is, I think, unreachable and untouchable on this poll. That's a very sad commentary on America. I mean, we had our first TV in 1952, I believe, in my house as a child. I was 10 years old. And uh, that's 54 years ago. Yep. And in 54 years, if Johnny Carson is the greatest all-time or your favorite all-time TV celebrity, uh, I, would, I would like to go out and burn my TV. You know what I'm saying? I would agree with that. I just, I mean, if he's the best thing that was ever on, in your opinion, either your taste is really crappy or you just never got to see any good TV. Because he was marginal at best. And, of course, there was Ed McMahon, you know, kissing his butt. Hey, oh, you know, sucking up. Oh, God. Just, oh, look at that. Where the hell is that from? You can join Anderson Cooper 360. What the hell was that all about? It looked like someplace in Europe to me. Plus, whoever that guy was looked pretty good. Who's your favorite all-time TV celebrity? I'm just going to read a few here because the list goes on. 646 votes. That's the important part. We'll make that 800 by 1230 easy. No sweat. You mark my words. I'll put in a good word for, uh, with Matty Bell for you, by the way. Johnny Carson, 88. Not too good, though. Jackie Gleason, 57. See, Johnny's got it licked. He is off and running. Jackie Gleason, 57. Jer uh, Jerry Seinfeld, 51. Very, very weak show. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, no, see, I disagree, but um, what? I think Jerry Seinfeld, as a comedian and everything else he does solo, is weak, but his show's great. Like I said, I'll put in a bad word for you. Carol O'Connor, 41. Now, would you say that, si that Seinfeld was better than All in the Family? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, right there, just, just the theme song, just the opening theme is better than anything that was ever on Seinfeld. Seinfeld was better than All in the Family. This is what Josh Cordes says, punk that he is. I, I just, I can't even believe you would have the nerve to say that. I don't think you ever even saw it. You wouldn't know Meathead from uh, Meatball. William Shatner, 38. Listen, you're entitled to your opinion. You're full of crap. But then again, you know, whatever you say. Johnny Carson is it, huh? Whatever you say. Carol O'Connor was 8,000 times the performer that Jerry Seinfeld would ever, would ever dream of. It. Carol O'Connor had more talent in his fat right thumb than Jerry Seinfeld would ever have in his putrid, uh, obnoxious body. Well, Jerry Seinfeld isn't why the show's funny. Well, well there you go. Well, the, well, the question is, not the show, so you're, you're confusing, not what's your all-time favorite TV show, who is your all-time favorite uh, celebrity, see? Aha! Uh -huh. Oh, well, gotcha already. It's not that I didn't vote for him, I'm just saying I like Seinfeld. Yeah, but you, you see where you're, uh, you already said that he sucks, but it's a good show, so therefore, uh, how could he be it? Whereas you would never say that Carol O'Connor sucked. I mean, although he wasn't a, the, the Heat of the Night was a bad show. It was a good movie, bad show. You ever watch that show? Maybe once. Yeah, that was more than enough. Carol O'Connor, 43. Bill Shatner, 38. What an actor. David, David Letterman, 35. <laughs> Phil Hartman, 28. Now, he should be doing better than that. Who didn't love Phil Hartman? Everybody. Plus, he was, I know this is uh, usually unacceptable, he actually was very funny. Yes, he was. Lucille was Ball, great. I love Lucille. She was very funny, 26. And James Garner, and I still can't think of what the other show was. 
Google it. Well, it wasn't Matt Locke. I'm sure he was on a bunch of ones. But no, no, he was it. on one of those uh, cop shows, uh, James Garner, and his brother, John Nance Garner. You're not going to Google it? Oh, no, so he right buy that already because he, he's high enough on the list. And why, and why is he high enough on the list? Why is James Garner uh, one of the uh, favorite celebrities uh, on geez. TV? Yeah, like I said, he, he was on a, a thousand different things, but I'm going to look for something. He, he wouldn't be in my top 6,000. Next thing, it'll be Bob Wagner for, uh, or Rock Hudson for Macmillan and Wife. Who now was on there? Susan St. James, was that it? That was a terrible show, even though Rock Hudson was. Yay. <clears throat> the Rockford Files? That's it. See, right there. James Garner, The Rockford Files. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, wouldn't that be something if I had that on here? That would be sensational. But you know what? It's not on this disc. Uh, I do have it. But if you think I'm going to make the effort, especially on the day when we've got a short show on Pesach, if you think I'm working overtime to play the Rockford Files theme, I might. It's right on the flow. i got NYPD Blue. Now, who the hell is in that show? Anybody we know? do that we did the TV themes again. We haven't done that in what, about six days? 1058 at 560 WQM. It's the Marlins pregame show, baby. We're working up and get all you fans worked up into a frenzy for baseball. Oh! You can smell the gloves, oh! the jock strap, oh! the locker room, oh! the body wash. Oh! <clears throat> and of course, nobody has any idea who these kids are. We know Don Trell and we know Cabrera and that's, uh, that's it. We know anybody else on the team? I, I mean, I Witten, do, but they're Witten, all prospects. Wittenberg, Witten, uh... No. No, you know who it is. You you told me yesterday. Oh, Willingham? Yeah. Willingham. There you go. <laughs> Old Clyde Willingham, whatever his name is. I remember Clyde McCullough. 1058 at 560 WQM. If you think you got termites in your home like we have at QM, boy, we got a lot of things that bug us. Call Riddit Pest Control today for a free termite inspection. Riddit uses that amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and termite eggs 100% on contact. I don't know if I should say orange or orange. When I was in college, all the New York kids used to give us a bunch of crap. Those of us from, like, not from New York, it's not orange, it's orange. Well, go back to New York. Anyway, those termites are gone fast, man. If you have termites, it's the best possible way to get, say goodbye to them. And you don't have to tent your home either. No have to worry about making your palace into a circus. No worrying about poisonous gas. Although, if you don't make it into a circus, we got the perfect clown for you. No moving out or hotel stays. No worrying about food or pets in your health. At Riddit, they treat your home with this amazing orange oil, and you don't have to leave it all. In fact, when they're done treating your property, the only thing left behind is the clean scent of oranges for just a few days. It's true. If you have a termite problem, call Riddit Pest Control right now and find out about this amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. No tending, no BS, no kidding. Call right now for a free termite inspection before the termite season really gets going big and they chew your whole house away. Call 1-800-447-4348. That's 1-800-447-4348. When you call, be sure and tell them that Todd Grek told you to call. 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Your brain. This is your brain on drugs. This is your brain being chopped to bits by a finely honed meat cleaver. This is your brain in a blender. And this is your brain being stirred into a big pot of chili. Mmm. Brains, real food for real people. I saw Jesus around. You fell. I saw him on my pop-up toaster in the seat of my car. All my friends think I love down at the redneck bar. All night. 
saw him in my shaving cream, so I left it on my face. When I went to work, I looked like a jerk, and I was fired in the street. Driving home, I was all alone, thinking someone's playing tricks on me. But in the rearview mirror, I could see Jesus staring back at me. All right. Jesus on the stick of Harvard. I saw him on my pop-up toaster and a CD in my car. All my friends think I'm nuts down the redneck bar. Oh, I saw Jesus on the stick of Theme song, right? Rock yeah. and Yeah, pretty good. Crappy show. James Garner's a good actor, but it was a bad show. Robert Wagner, on the other hand, is a bad actor, and it was an awful show. Whatever that show was with, uh, what's your name? What was the show he was on, Robert Wagner? To Catch a Thief. Terrible actor. He used to look really, really good. I mean, really, really good about 100 years ago, but boy, he is, he is as wooden as Kimbo Camper. By the way, Boca says that uh, Garner's other thing was Maverick. Oh, Maverick. See, I kept saying Matlock. I knew it began. Who's with an M.A.? See, when you get to be old and senile like me, you have to do, like, letter and word association. Maverick, Matlock, say like that. Okay, eat your pudding. You're drooling a little bit. Pepperoni juice drooled on your cheek. Who is your favorite all-time TV celebrity? Johnny Carr. He's got it locked up. The hell with all the... You know, why are we even wasting our time with this? Very sad. Yep. We only got an hour and 24 minutes anyway. Boy, I, I just hate these short shows, don't you? Oh, yeah, I mean, What's the point of even showing up? We could have We could have slapped together a bunch of uh, interviews... Yeah. <laughs> Only we don't do interviews. I just can't believe we followed that today. I mean, the humper. What? I think he. <laughs> I think he had a pace-off surprise there for funny. me. Not good. Iraq's newly crowned beauty queen, speaking of not good, has gone into hiding. Boy, she's really me us anyway. God. No wonder the. No wonder those Islamic women cover up their face. Have you ever seen? Well, I shouldn't say that. that's bad. Probably some of them are lovely, wouldn't you think? Oh sure. I haven't seen any. Me neither. Iraq's newly crowned beauty queen has gone into hiding, fearing she'll be targeted by Islamic militants who reportedly threatened to kill other women who participated in the Baghdad pageant last week. Not that these are people living in the dark ages, you understand, or people who treat women like uh, garbage. Sylvia Shahakian, 
an Iraqi Christian. Oh, not good. Received the title of Miss Iraq when the initial winner stepped down after receiving death threats, and two other runners-up also bowed out, a person familiar with the event said uh, yesterday. Since receiving the crown, Shahakian has been lying low, fearing that she's going to be targeted. Pageant was held April 9th in a Baghdad social club, and the initial winner, Tamar Gregian, gave back the crown four days later. Here, you, you take it. I don't want it. Like a hot potato. Here, you uh, take it. Grab it. I don't want it. The man spoke on condition of anonymity, refusing to be identified further, saying he also feared <laughs> oh, things are going swimmingly well. Shahakian's whereabouts were unknown, although it's believed she was still in Iraq. Several attempts to reach Gregian, who is believed to have left Iraq, failed. Shahakian was quoted by ABC's Good Morning America, saying she'll keep her title, but that she planned to change her residence. She's going to be laying mighty low. By the way, do you, uh, you don't do any cooking. Is your Russian girlfriend, is she going to cook the pasta? No, I cooked the pasta. Now. Really? Very good. Eight minutes. I know the box says nine to eleven. Eight minutes. Trust me. Okay? Got okay. it? Now, doesn't it look just like regular pasta? Exactly like it. Excellent. And that's what it's going to taste like, only even better. And much more better fiber. Stay close to home for a while after you eat it. Oh, no. No, no, it's not. It doesn't exist. You'll just be nice and regular, that's all. This chance doesn't come to every girl, she said, so I'm lucky to have that. I'm not going to lose it, she said on the program yesterday. I will take care. I will change my living place. I'd like to take that chance. I'll do my best. ABC reported that Gregian received threats by a group of religious maniacs who referred to her as the Queen of Infidels for participating, have the chutzpah to participate in a beauty pageant. You know, those Muslims, man, they want the women covered up with all them shmatas, man, cover up. They're unclean. They're unclean. Ooh, unclean. The pageant was the first to be held in Iraq since the U.S.-led invasion in 2003, according to ABC. The network said organizers are hoping to send the word of the Miss Universe pageant being held in L.A. July 23rd. Then they will fear her or shoot her or something like that. Won't that be bad? Oh, look at this. At least, now, whatever happened with the smoke? They were blowing smoke at the uh, uh, Supreme Court, and they evacuated the building, and they said there was smoke, and then that was the last we heard of it. That would be really bad, especially if Antonin Scalia was still in there. Oh, look at that. Maybe uh, the would-be shoe bomber, Richard Reed, or Greg Reed, maybe a witness in the Musawi trial. Well, we don't care. Uh, I don't understand. I, th I thought the trial was all over with, and I thought that they were like in the sentencing phase. How, how many years is that going to go on? Isn't that what we thought? That's what we thought. Yeah. Well, it just keeps going on. Where, where, where's the story about the Supreme Court here on CNN, you idiots? Let's see. Uh, here's the story about Dave Chappelle. I got that. We'll get to that. I know you want to hear that. I saw that. About why he uh, ain't coming back. Where, where's the story about the Supreme Court? They give us the big T's. Like maybe all the, maybe Clarence, I think Clarence uh, Token Thomas was smoking a big fat one. That's what that smoke was. You're not fooling me. A uh, pin-sized joint. Yeah, just a pin-sized joint. He was probably also looking up uh, somebody's dress. Sam Day O'Connor ain't there no more, so he's probably, and there ain't no, uh, maybe he was looking up Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dress. Oh, gee, I'm so sorry I said that. Oh. Sandra Gay O'Connor was bad enough. Can you imagine looking up Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dress? Uh -huh. WQAM, hello. Yes. Yes, sir. QAM? QAM. Oh, yes. Hey, Neil, I want to... For, your formerly popular sports station, WQAM, yes. Uh, all right. I want to vote for uh, Steve Allen, but his name is not on the poll. Yes, it is. Steve Allen has uh, got... Uh, I, I know it's on because I voted for him. All right. What I you be talking in? about, man? Let me tell you how many votes he's got right now. He's got 14 votes. He's, he's right there. He's right there? Keep okay. searching for it, man. Now, let me ask you a question. Okay. Who would you say was the greater talent on TV, Jerry Seinfeld or Carol O'Connor? Oh, Carol O'Connor. I mean, it's not even close, is it? Not, no, no, uh, no comparison. Okay, thanks a lot, pal. Checks in the mail. Thank you. 
See? Think you're the only one who can get a check in the mail, Next huh? time, ask people, uh, what's the better show? No, no, that, that, that's not the poll, okay? See, you're starting to get like the audience. That's not the question. It's not a question, what's your favorite TV show? That'll be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we uh, we have done that. I'm hey, sure it's nice in a... spin off, right? Yeah, we can spin it off. Like a dreidel. Oh, it's the wrong holiday for that. Hey, listen, it's never too late to spin the dreidel. God might have take, uh, he might take kindly to that. Oh, look at that. What a good little Jewish kid. He's spinning the dreidel, even though it's Pesach, man. You're not supposed to spin a dreidel on Pesach. You're going to burn in hell. See, you never know when you mess with God. You better get all your holiday stuff. Don't be eating no Pesadiki candy on Tisha B'Av, okay? God gets really bent out of shape when you do that. Bah! Don't be eating no macaroons on Sinchas Torah. Oh, not good. And by the way, happy uh, Good Friday tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow's Good Friday. Should, isn't it a holiday? That's right. I'll be sure to eat all the meat that I can. Oh, I'm eating macaroni and cheese. I'm going to get some of them elbows. I think, I'm, I think I might do that. But I, I don't know. Where, now, you, so you found the, um, the Dreamfield in the store. Do they have just the spaghetti or do they have the other stuff? No, there? I actually I, I got the penne pasta. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know they made penne pasta. Oh, they got like five different varieties of yeah. in Publix. Is it penne from, uh, from heaven? Well, I'll let you know. Or is it pennies for Rimmer? Anyway, it's Good Friday tomorrow, so we'll be doing our special uh, Easter crucifixion show. We're going to take Joe Bell and uh, nail him to a cross on the corner right there by Chuck's Subcenter, right by the Haitian uh, fast food uh, store. Yeah, that's what we ought to do. We ought to find that guy that hates the Haitians so much, we ought to like, uh, nail him to a cross right in front of that uh, mini-mart there. You know what I'm talking about, by the barbershop where George buys his drugs? Yes, Who's your favorite all-time TV celebrity is our poll question. Johnny Carson, 98. They're not going to touch Johnny. And who they, who would want to at this stage of the game? Probably a little gamey. Jackie Gleason, 61. Seinfeld, 58. And Carol O'Connor, 48. I want to live long enough. or 56 to 48. Eight-vote margin. I want to live long enough to see Carol O'Connor pass Jerry Seinfeld. Because, you know, we need justice, man. Let's go to Corleone, Sicily. Let's do the show remote from there, from Sicilia, huh? from Italy. Boy, could we eat good then? Forget about Greenfield. What do you say? Let's do the show from Corleone. Something man, sounds like a good remote, it. man. I'll talk to Miguel. There you go. Yeah, have them set it up. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. 11.13 at QM. we got a short show. Marlin pregame at 12.30. Any interest? No. Even a little bit? No. Oh, I'm sorry. They're one and six. They're off to a smoking start. I've been telling you for years about dial mattress, and I've been using them for years myself, and they're outstanding service. If you thought dialing 1-800-MATTRESS on the phone was an easy way to shop, check out their website, mattress.com. You shop whenever and wherever you want. And when you log on to dial a mattress, in fact, if you can't sleep good at night because your mattress sucks, just get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go online. When you log on to mattress.com's the page, you'll see the extensive product line they carry from Sealy and Simmons, Serta, King Coral, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Bananas Foster, too. You'll also see photos, prices, and a whole lot more. We know a lot of you folks like those pictures. You can do the whole ordering process online, or after you visit mattress.com, make the call to 1-800-MATTRESS and place your order on the phone. Schedule a two-hour delivery window of your choice any day of the week, like 11 to 1, noon to 2, 1.30 to 3.30, etc. And they show up just when you want them, when it's convenient for you. And right now, be sure to take advantage of Dollar Mattress's great 12-month financing program. When you call Dollar Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS, you get factory direct prices lower than chain stores, even during their so-called big sales. Big sale, my ass. Call right now to Dollar Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS. It's the official mattress company of this show. Call right now, 1-800-MATTRESS. You'll be talking to expert betting consultants who really know their crap, or log on to mattress.com for the best sleep you've had in years. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for stupendous savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Lollipop, little boy. 
Saturday night on CBS, Edith is back from the dead. It's the 20th anniversary of All in the Family. Oh, looky there. If it ain't John Jalloween. Daddy, don't be such a poo. Oh, jeez. Now, whatever happened to my little girl? Look at this. Why don't you push yourself away from the table, huh? Maybe have a salad once in a while? Daddy, don't you know how many of the world's people have never had a decent meal? Again with the charity spiel Well, it's true. Charles, why don't you send them the bones from the turkey you had for breakfast, oh. huh, Butterboy? <laughs> If I thought she was pushing up daisies by now. Oh, no, Archie. The last episode was all a bad dream. It seems so bad to me. Look, who was your back there, Beatty? Brush the date off. You can give me another beer. Huh? Oh, okay. The 20th anniversary of All in the Family, Saturday night on CBS. Brought to you by IBS Home Correspondence School, where you can learn auto mechanics, gun repair, Seven hundred and thirty-three votes. By the way, I got about seventy-five different versions of the uh, theme. Boy. To say that the Seinfeld show is better than All in the Family indicates to me a very lack of uh, perspicacity on your part. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Let's. In fact, I would say absolutely. Yeah. Well, I would. Yeah. I would say that you can look at the popularity of Seinfeld if you don't just want to take my word for As it. As opposed to the popularity of All in the Family, that's still in reruns all these years later after all these people are dead. Well, at least uh, Carol O'Connor, Meathead's still around. And the Gloria, she still probably she probably weighs six hundred pounds. And eat it, she's still eating it. Who else was on that show? And of course, everybody else spun off. How, how many spinoffs were there from Seinfeld? Uh, three, I think. That's all failed. Now I see. Well, what about the, the Jeffersons? Did that fail? And even Maude, which is a bad show because I can't stand B. Arthur, was that a failure? No. No. Huh? It can't I'll be a spinoff. What are we talking about here? Maude and the Jeffersons were spinoffs from All in the Family. Yeah, but you were can't give that shows. to the success of All in the Family. I mean, the Jeffersons was a big show in itself. Like, let's, yeah, that's because be the Jeffersons were, George Jefferson was a great character. And, and you'll see even Wheezy. What was the maid's name? I don't remember. I don't remember. She was great. Sarcastic bitch. Anyway, I like Carol O'Connor. That's all I want to tell you. Oh, by the way, uh, somebody uh, went by and bought a CD from Rolly out of the stadium. Oh, my God. Oh. Don't forget, we got our best Anil, the best TVs, uh, and those nifty T-shirts out there at the Gate F at the stadium. I think it's Gate F, isn't it? F stands right, for uh, f up, right. Oh. And uh, somebody actually bought a CD. Well, thank you so very much. You see, this is a year we can actually thank people individually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're going by the ones. They are just going like flapjacks. Man. WQAM, all in the family line. Hello. How about Sally Struthers that uh, eats America and goes to... Okay, great. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing, buddy? I think I just got through saying she weighs 600 pounds. Yes, sir. First of all, in total agreement, Jerry Seinfeld couldn't hold a script for Carol O'Connor. Right, exactly. I mean, who the hell are we kidding? I agree. And on, and on Johnny Carson... You know, he was the extreme to the except to the network for what Jack Parr needed that show at the beginning. Right. He just took over a show that was already so successful. He, he, he did to that show what the Jay Leno was done after Carson left. Right. Took Jay, it over, Leno, that's all. Jay Leno's worse than Carson could ever oh, be. Oh, by, by uh, far, yes. I need to ask you a question, buddy. You know, yeah. I, I hear these kids asking me all these questions, okay? I, I, when Jesus Christ was erected, right? Was there a bunny rabbit sitting there giving them an egg sandwich or something? How do you explain the kids? Yes, exactly. They were, they were rolling Easter eggs under the cross. That is correct. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm trying to figure it out, really. How did 
the Easter Bunny get involved with Jesus Christ bringing back I got two life. words for your answer to those kids, okay? Bubba Micey. There we go. I don't like this show at all. Or the theme. No, no, that was a bad show. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I mentioned it. I don't like her at all. And the guy that played the husband, I don't remember what his name was. I'm Maude. He was just he was just annoying. In fact, I think he was probably related to Jerry Seinfeld. However, you know, I like George so much, but his taste sometimes is just appalling. Now, he, he hates this theme, doesn't he? Am I, am I right about yes, that? Yes, he does. I know he hates two themes, especially Good Times, which I think is excellent, and, and this one. How, how can you love this theme? I think it's the Good Times. He's really, he's really got a passion of hate. Yes. I'm sorry, that's a horrible show with an excellent theme. It's a very good theme. There's nothing not to like there. He's just he's just a little hard ass, that's all. But then again, you and he have a good time next week. I won't be I'll be on vacation next week. I'm suspending myself for a week. Well let's see, what was that guy uh, rambling about? Oh no oh that's I already played that version of it. I got fifteen hundred different versions of all in the family thing. How many versions do I have of Seinfeld? I don't think I even have one. I don't even know what the theme sounded like because I, I never watched it. Can't, well, I watched enough of it to know I hated it like poison. And Jerry Seinfeld, personal. How do you, you not like that show? It, it wasn't funny, that's why. It, well, it wasn't funny, and he's not funny, and he makes me nauseous. He, he makes me want to start, I don't know, painting swastikas on, on <laughs> doors. I, he, no, he, seriously, he's just nauseating. He's like a male Barbara Streisand. He, he, he's like one step worse than uh, Gary Shandling. You know, we get back oh. to the thing again about people are just too Jewish, just dripping with New York Jewiness. Well, that's uh, that's Jerry Seinfeld. He's a walking billboard for anti-Semitism, anti-Semanticism. Wait till you hear this. Intelligence experts warned that a proposal to merge two Pentagon intelligence units could create an ominous new agency. Dun, 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 dun. How's Jack Webb doing? Dun, dun, dun. Ominous. The secret police... A threatened turf grab by a controversial Pentagon intelligence unit is causing concern among both privacy experts and some of the Defense Department's own personnel. An informal panel of senior Pentagon officials has been holding a series of unannounced private meetings over the past several weeks about how to proceed with a possible merger between the counterintelligence field activity, CIFA, CIFA, a post-9-11 Pentagon creation that's been accused of domestic spying, as we know, and the Defense Security Service, the initials of which are DSS. Underline the SS part. Boy, they're going to have some nifty belt buckles, the SS. God is mit uns. A well-established older agency responsible for inspecting the security arrangements of defense contractors. I can't wait to see that. You understand the Gestapo keeps track of everyone. Amen. So start goose-stepping, baby, because there may have been a joke once upon a time, but now the joke's on us. Or on you, anyway. 26 past 11 at 560 WQM. Finally, a TV experience like no other. Comcast digital cable with on-demand is easy to use and has lots for you to love. And today you can try it for just $34.99 a month for three months. Why is TV so much better with on-demand? I'm glad you asked. For starters, you can watch a wide variety of movies and shows whenever you want. It's a revolutionary new way to enjoy TV. On-demand is a library of thousands of programs ready to start when you say so, with programming including free movies, kid shows, music videos, cooking shows, sports, home improvement shows, guitar lessons, and so much more. You'll always have something great to watch right when you want to watch it, like the Rockford Files. And don't forget about control. With on-demand, you can start, stop, pause, rewind, and fast-forward programs using that remote. You sure can't get all these things with satellite. With up to 250 channels plus on-demand, you can build your own TV schedule who could possibly ask for more. And best of all, on-demand is free with Comcast Digital Cable. 
So pick your show times, pick your nose, sit back and you wonder how you ever managed to get along without it. Call today, order Comcast Digital Cable and HBO with a power on demand for just $34.99 a month for three months. In Dade, call 305 Comcast and I'm getting choked up about it in Broward. Broward! 954 Comcast. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. Itchy nipples, hey, what causes that? Itchy nipples, like a biting net. Itchy nipples, it hurts to scratch them. Their sense of this is an awful way to live. Friends, woman, knocker, topper, somebody should call Brad Stoppers. Wonder if I have Ebola, itchy, scratchy areola. Rubbing up in my shirt. Hello, I'm Carol O'Connor. There are 75 versions of that. Not that I'm trying to goose the Carol O'Connor vote up there, but let's, let's at least have a little bit of credibility, not too much. Who's your favorite all-time? I mean, you know, it's an opinion. We're asking it's subjective. We're asking who do you like. And if you like uh, Jerry Seinfeld, well, I can say, look at that. It's getting tight now. Eat your heart out. Johnny, 103. They're not going to catch Johnny, right? No. Ed McMahon's voting over. He's a creeping it. Jackie Gleason, uh, 65. See, it's not even close. Jerry Seinfeld, 57. Carol O'Connor, 54. He's right on Jerry's ass. And believe me, that's a, a hell of a uh, load to carry. 57 to 55, he's within a pair. He's within a small pair, Carol O'Connor. He's dead, and he's moving faster than he ever did in real life. And rightfully so. Oh, wait till you hear this. This is a joke. I don't want to get people depressed, because, you know, if you, if you look at what's really going on in the world, you probably want to kill somebody, maybe yourself. Don't jump. Man, look, it looks so, too nice to be in here. It just looks too sunny and beauteous. Looks like a good day for a ball game. It's already 50, and it's going to be 20. That's 68 Fahrenheit today. Oh, man. I'm out of here. See ya. Here's Josh. Top U.S. Uh, secret military intelligence documents, which could compromise Hamid Karzai's government in Afghanistan, have turned up for sale in an Afghan bazaar, like, like at the flea market, after apparently being stolen from a nearby U.S. military base. <laughs> Isn't that comforting to know? Oh, yeah. These security labs will embarrass the U.S. military and the Afghan and Pakistani governments. The files are stored on computer memory sticks, and among those to come to light so far are a list of top Afghan officials, including cabinet members, suspected of involvement in the drug trade or supporting the Taliban insurgency. Oh, the Taliban, I thought we got rid of them. Not. One of the most potentially damaging files, which was brought unwillingly, bought unwillingly by, unwittingly, boy, am I doing good or what? Bought unwittingly by an Afghan journalist named senior Afghan ministers whom U.S. intelligence agencies believe to be drug smugglers. Described as Tier 1 warlords, they include Marshal Mohammed Fahim, 
former defense minister and now member of the upper house of the Afghan parliament, General Rashid Dostum, chief of staff of the army, and General Mohammed Daoud, I think he used to play for the Maple Leafs, presently the interior minister for counter-narcotics, those are the ones sold over the counter. The interior ministry has refused to comment. All three have denied past speculation were involved in Afghanistan's $1.5 billion pound drug trade. That's like uh, almost, a, almost $3 billion uh, drug trade. That's the, that's the staple. That's the uh, centerpiece of their economy still. I poppies. That's what it's all about. We did a heck of a job there, Brownie, in Afghanistan. Not. Boy, if I flip this thing and Carol O'Connor moves ahead of Seinfeld, I'm going to flip. 59 to 57. It is, that, that's where the real battle is right there for third. The battle for first and second. Although, you know, Milton Berle was known as uh, 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 the father of television. What was, it? what was his nickname? Mr. Television. Excuse me. Mr. Television. And Milton Berle's only got eight votes. And you want to know why? Why? Because most of the old toads like me who uh, remember Milton Berle are mostly dead. Like Uncle Mildy. Isn't he dead? Yeah, he's dead. Is he? Well, Jack yeah, Gleason was, you know. Was what? Mr. Television? No, no, but he was... He was big. He was huge. Yeah. Man, he was gigantic. He was a monster in the TV industry. But he, Uncle Mildy was... See, Uncle Mildy came first. He was the pioneer. Five six seven oh five sixty. I have no idea what we're talking about, but playing all them all in the family things sure kills some good time. That one was like uh, two minutes long. Do you like that? I got one for uh, one of our very... For George's favorite listener out there. Kenny from Fort Lauderdale, remember the day he called in on uh, whenever who was filling for Hank, Kimbo Camper? Remember that? Yeah. The guy with the eyes? Right. I got one for him. She was cute, but she still I still say that she looked beat up like that. Her whole life was destroyed because she was on the show. Where I think because she had braces, maybe, you know, where everybody said that David Cassidy had better hair and was prettier than she was. Yeah, hey, David. You fairy. But nevertheless, that's another one of those deals, man. They married him off more times than Carter's got pills. And he also had a whole bunch of kids, alleged, but, uh, uh, you know, who are you kidding? He, he once did an interview in a German magazine, which he didn't think would ever make it back to the States, and he admitted to certain, uh, certain things, you know. Oh, my God. All of these things. But don't be doing uh, interviews in a foreign language and assume that it'll never get translated. Not a good idea. No. 771 votes. Arthur Godfrey's got none, even though they named the street in Miami Beach after him, which I still to this day can't figure out. I just, for the life of me, he was one of the most notorious anti-Semites ever on TV, ever in the media. Just notorious. Wouldn't have any Jews in his entourage. Except for, of course, Holly Loki. But other than that. And yeah, he's got none. And that's a good sign. I'm glad to see that. Our audience don't want nothing to do with him. Farbissen. Peter Graves doesn't have any. That's sacrilegious. See, Tommy Cruz, speaking of... Uh, you fair. He can make all the Fish and Impossible movies he wants. There's only really one Fish and Impossible, and that was the TV show with Peter Graves. And who else was on it? Barbara Bean and Martin Landau. Oh, but just wait. Tommy Cruz has got a third movie coming out. Uh, that's what I'm saying. And who was the black guy that was on there? Oh, jeez. Greg uh, Morris. Boy, what a memory, man. I just gave you almost the whole cast of Mission Impossible. I'm a freaking genius for meaningless crap. It, it, oh, David Cassidy don't have any votes. That means Kenny hasn't voted yet. Richard Boone, none. Paladin, Richard Boone. He was also on Medic with Bill Shatner a hundred years ago. I bet you chicken I can remember. Ed Solomon don't have any. How could he have ever seen Topo Gijo without Ed Solomon? And the Beatles and Elvis Presley. Dick Clark don't have any. That's good. Dick Clark and Arthur Godfrey, they should be there together. They, they should be rotting in hell together. It won't be long for Dick. He'll be down there. He'll be with Arthur Godfrey. Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. Oh, man. Playing that little banjo with a Hawaiian shirt on. 
What a farbison. He used to own the Kenilworth Hotel on the beach, Arthur Godfrey. No Jews or uh, dark folks allowed, by the way. I just, I just mentioned that in passing. And so because the population of Miami Beach was overwhelmingly Jewish, they did the smart thing. They named the street after our, they named it Arthur Godfrey Road, 41st Street. Wouldn't you do that? Oh, sure. I'm still... What would you say? I said I was about to say, oh, sure, and... I just, uh, I'm sure we both hit the button there. I can't believe you said that. I didn't say what you think I yeah, said. Yeah, hell, you didn't. I did not. You said. Anyway, they didn't hear it anyhow, whatever we just said. Hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> that is bad. Man. Josh said. Now, what was I talking about? Oh, about Arthur Godfrey Road. Being outdoors a lot. Maybe you're walking. Maybe you're waltzing up and down Arthur Godfrey Road, which is right next to Hermann Gehring Lane, I think. Waltzing all around in South Florida, you better have some comfortable shoes to do all that walking. So the only place you want to take your feet is Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. It's a treat for your feet. Well, feet. See, I almost did it when you shop at Brandy's. Brandy's carries major brands like Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, Rockport. You did say it, by the way. Hush Puppies and New Balance and tons of other name brands in all sizes for men and women. And they even carry wide widths and hard-to-find sizes. Brandy Shoes is the largest independent shoe retailer in South Florida. When you see the selection value you get and the great service as well, you'll understand why I've been raving about Brandy's for years. Go talk to our good buddy Arnie, who will make damn sure you get the right-fitting shoes for your feet at the right price every time. And I like those department stores where it's a miracle if you have the style, if they wait on you first of all, and then if you find the style you like in your size, forget about that kind of deal because the only thing they do with Brandy's is shoes. So you never have to worry about size, selection, or service. You want it, they got it. Brandy Shoes at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompino Beach between Atlantic and Copeland on the east side. You can't miss it. Brandy's open Monday through Saturdays till 9 and every Sunday till 5. And don't forget this week, another great week to buy SAS shoes at Brandy's because you're going to save 20 to 40 bucks a pair in all great men's and women's SAS styles this week. So be sure to get your fat ass into Brandy's or shop online on their website at brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, my God. This is 560 QAM. You know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. You're thanking us very person. Absolutely. People want to make me go. Talking about my immigration. But I still got some lawns to mow. Talking about my immigration. Jobs I do, man, they're awfully hard. Talking about my immigration. Well, nobody asks for my green card. Talking about my immigration. My immigration. My immigration is sick. They want me to go away. Talking about my immigration. But who's going to work for this kind of thing? Talking about my immigration. They used to fill the water around your whole nation. Talking about my immigration. The digging tunnels is my other occupation. Talking about my immigration. My immigration. <laughs> Alien nation, baby. Hey, mister... I'm going to puke. Wait till you, do you have any idea who's the most popular TV personality on right now, on today? Who's oh, that? Drew Carey. What? Followed by Regis Philbin, Oprah, and David Letterman. How's that possible? Drew Carey? I'm just, I'm just telling you right now, it's the Harris Poll. Does he even do a up. show anymore? Yeah, uh, who the hell knows? David Letterman, then Ray Romano, Jay Leno, Bill O'Reilly, Kelsey Grammer, 
Katie Couric, and Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, my God. So we're doing pretty good. I'm very happy. Yeah, Most we... of those people aren't on our poll, by the way, and rightfully so. We probably ought to put Regis on it, don't you think? Yeah, that's been on a hundred years. Regis, uh, Phil Funk. You did say that, by the way. Five six seven oh five sixty. But I've done it too. We we all do it. You know, when you talk extemporaneous, it's like tomorrow when you're doing the show. No, I got you on tapes and doing it. So. Well, I'm real happy for you. And pound five sixty. We can probably sell that. Let's make copies of that and sell it out there at the ballpark. How many of those CDs we got so far? Solamente uno. No, I haven't got another call. Oh come on, Rolly. He's holding back. He's probably pocketing the cash. Just a joke, Rolly. Just relax, okay? Maybe that's Miguel pocketing the cash. Him and Eric got something going. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Yes, sir. Hey, if James Garner's on there with Jack Lord, you know, uh, Steve Why McGarrett. Why not? Hey, he was sure better than James Garner. Exactly. I got two things for you. Not to I mention a much better show. Exactly. I can't stand the uh, hardball with Cro-Magna and uh, <laughs> is the synonym for couch potato sofa king. What happened to your toothless? Yeah, so you should have played that after I hit the uh, button. He didn't. He didn't leave along like. Uh, no, he didn't. Now, what was he uh, just saying before that? Before I dumped the whole call? Talking about the crow. No, no, before that. Oh, Jack Lore. I'm looking for. Uh, da, 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 da. See, every time we do the uh, themes, that one does very well, and rightfully so. Well, what which disc have I got in here? This is Shirley Jones. Oh, we, don't, we had enough of you, Shirley. By the way, Regis is already on there. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, thank God for that. Where the hell am I going to find that Hawaii Five O thing? Forty-one minutes, and we're out of here. Oh! It's that Hawaii Five. A lot of these uh, very successful rich types from uh, TV, they uh, retired, they faded away, and they went out to Hawaii, like Raymond Burr Yay. and Jack Lord. Retired at the Diamond Head in Hawaii. Do you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, a lot of, and then there were guys that went out there and bought their own island in the South Pacific. Who did that? Who was the one that bought an island? Was that, it was Marlon Brando did that. Yes. Speaking of. Yay. And why, Marlon Brando, one thing about him, man, he was an equal opportunity uh, doer. He was doing everybody. Guys, gals, uh, some in between. You know, he well, was, he's the godfather. He sure, that's right. He spread it around. He spread the wealth and the fat around. Johnny Carson, 104. Jackie Gleason, 68. Carol O'Connor, 67. Jerry Seinfeld, 65. Oh! oh! Man. For justice, we go to Corleone. David Letterman, 48. Bill Shatner, 43. Phil Hartman, 35. You know, I gotta play that. We don't have a lot of. It's a shame because this is. I like this uh, topic. I don't even know what the other topic is. We got goodbye, Chris Farley. I might have to play that. We did put him on there, right? Yes, we did. That was my vote. And then we got goodbye, Phil Hartman. Rick did you in, and you were a real good guy that had so much more to give, but you married a psychotic bitch. Absolutely. The trigger finger got an itch. But the good news is that she blew herself away Cause everybody knows that in L.A. They let murderers walk every day 
And now the laughter has died Thanks to your psycho bitch wife Who had a stupid name like Rin And news radio Was a lame show Except that you were there And some characters From the Simpsons Had lost their voice It's not for that bitch Your life would have lasted long But she left you no choice Goodbye, Troy McClure, that you may know from such films as I married an ex-murderer, mom has a gun, and honey, I just blew your head off. Now Lionel Hutz can't get rid off, she's dead anyway, and Saturday night has fallen further in decay, since that's the reason you left anyway. And it sucks that you die Cause of your psychotic wife With that stupid name like Grin And the Simpsons Will never be the same again Burning. And assholes like Chuck Heston Preach about Here's an ad huh? how, how we've uh, fallen Had yep. to dump that Yep I'm sure you did, too. I did, but uh, goodbye, Bill Hartman, anyway. <laughs> well, just remember, next time I go to play it, we're not... Uh... Oh, God. We, we can't say anything no more, man. It's uh, your America. I don't want any part of it. I'll just take the check, thank you, and that's about it. Well, speaking of TV, we don't want to put him on there because he ain't on. Well, we could put him on. How about John Stewart? Yeah. Right. And what about Dave Chappelle? There you go. Okay, get him on there, please. And while you're getting him on there, Dave Chappelle says in a new interview that he had several reasons for walking away from his cult fave Chappelle show and a deal worth more than 50 million bucks. 50 million. His decision to leave the Comedy Central series last May left fans and industry executives to question his motives and his sanity. But in a 10-page spread in the Esquire magazine, he says he closed uh, Chappelle for reasons cultural, professional, and personal. Culturally... The bottom line was, white people own everything, and where can a black person go and be himself or say something that's familiar to him and not have to explain or apologize? Professionally, I felt like I was really pressured to settle for something I didn't necessarily feel like I wanted. And personally, the thing about show business is that in a way it forces dysfunctional relationships in people, he says. Chappelle tells the magazine that putting on Chappelle's show was the best TV experience he ever had. He plans to continue telling jokes entertaining audience, he says, so long as he can retain a degree of personal and creative freedom. He don't like it. He don't want it. Okay? 50 million. He don't want it. We'll take it. And maybe that'll pay for the money we're going to lose on the Marlins this season. Speaking of your Florida Marlins, your one in six Marlins off to a fantastic start. They're trying to salvage one game against the Padres today. This is the third in the final game. It would be the rubber game if they'd have won one, but it's not the rubber game. It's the... Uh, Final game of a three-game set with the San Diego Padres with uniforms that even little leaguers wouldn't wear. And that's a pregame at 12.30. That's only 35 minutes away, Josh, and a game time at 1.05 with Dave Van Boring and uh, Roxy Foxy. I wouldn't be surprised if Roxy Foxy shows up filling in for Hank tomorrow morning. They're, they're still confabulating and debating about that. 812 already. That was our goal by 12.30. We already got 812. How do you like that? And you want to know why? Why? The Carol, Connor, Carol O'Connor people put us over the top. In fact, Carol O'Connor has surpassed Jackie Gleason. How do you like that? He hopped over his big fat body. Mm. For a dead guy, Carol's really moving fast. Johnny Carson, 104. Carol O'Connor, 70. Jackie Gleason, 68. Now, why you sound depressed about that? Well, Jackie Gleason's great. 
Yeah, and so is Carol O'Connor. Yeah, but I, well, it's just my opinion. Uh, let me ask you something. How many Honeymooners or Jackie Gleason shows did you ever see in your life? I, I actually used to watch the Jackie Gleason show with my grandpa when I was a kid. You, you wouldn't know Audrey Meadows from the Meadows in the Pittsburgh from the racetrack. You wouldn't know uh, Dave Pallone from uh, The Umpire. Come on, you better get with it, mister. You wouldn't know Brian Sears from Sears and Robots. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, oh, this is Pope John Paul Lind. And if you ask me, the only thing more fun than playing grab-ass with a Swiss guard is the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Oh. May I ask the Congress to join me in passing new immigration laws that will match willing foreign workers with willing American employers when no Americans can be found to fill the jobs. My name is Juan... I come from Mexico. I walked all night under the moonlight glow. I crossed the border and did it illegally to get a job that's paying me. Because your president, he wants a policy to make it so that one don't work for free. Although I'll probably want an HMO, I don't know what my job will be. I hope you pay more than a peso. What's my wage again? What's my wage again? 1201, man, we're only 29 minutes away from that pregame show. The Marlins. Yeah, let's play this for half an hour. What do you say? I love that. Don't you like that? Yes, yeah, I actually spent my money to go out and buy the authentic, because George embarrassed me to do that instead of that uh, tribute to Thin Lizzy. Remember the one I used to play? Yeah. No. What? What are you laughing about? There was nothing wrong with it. No, they're the both are, fine. Well, that's not the original the one. I don't like me. that. What? Same, to me. same thing to me. It was fine. Well, you don't like Thin Lizzy anyway. You probably don't even like that song. That's a good song. What's wrong with that? What the hell is wrong with you, man? When you start, when it's beginning of a, any kind of a sports season, man, if you're like a real a real guy like me, you know, a macho guy. Oh. Yeah. Love it. Anyway, speaking of that, hundreds of gay and lesbian parents hoping to take their families to the annual White House Easter egg rule plan to start lining up tomorrow evening to make sure they get tickets for the Monday event. I wouldn't miss that. And, oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm going to skip through all this other crap. Uh, thousands of tickets and estimated 16,000 last year given away in a first-come, first-served basis beginning 7.30 on Saturday morning. So they're going to be lined up tomorrow night on Good Friday. Uh, well, let's see. Is Good Friday like all day or is it like it ended sundown, like the Jew holidays, like Pesach? Well, you don't know. It ends. You don't know. You're a fallen Catholic. What do you know? The egg roll has been a Washington tradition since mid-19th century. Children use spoons to push colored eggs through, a, through the grass in a race. Past events have included petting zoos and White House staff members in bunny costumes. Now, here's the part that I get real nervous about. The president sometimes makes a brief appearance, and the first lady often reads a story. The White House hasn't announced plans for this year. Let me just, uh, here's a little heads up for all you people going to be in the Easter egg roll. If the president starts reading my pet goat, I'd make a run for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not a good sign if he starts reading my pet goat to the kids. You know, that, that part in Fahrenheit 9-11 where he's sitting there like and his eyes are, his beady eyes are rolling around like, uh, that, that's, and, and you'll notice that, uh, who the hell was the uh, press circuit, the bald-headed guy that uh, they got rid of, that, uh... You fairy! Oh, what the hell would you know? I can't even think of his name now, out of sight, out of mind. The one that preceded Scott McClellan. What do you know who I'm talking about? I do, but I don't. And he, you know, and, well, first it was Carl Rove. Wasn't it Carl Rove that whispered in his ear? Or was it? No, it was not. Who no, was it? I, no, I it was Andy Card. I'm sorry, Andy Card, who just left. But they just leave him there. He's just sitting there. Now, wouldn't you think that, just from a security standpoint, the country's under attack, wouldn't you think they would whisk his ass out of there and, like, uh, take him to a place of safety? Just, I mean, wouldn't that be common sense? The, uh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Secret Service? Which also, by the way, SS, Secret Service. A lot of SS going on in America these days. 
If anybody with uh, a big belt buckle that says SS on it or God is mit uns comes to your house knocking on the door, I'd, I'd go in the basement even if you don't have one, which you probably don't. What the hell is Ari Fleischer? I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Out of sight, out of mind. Hey, Ari. You fair. Rhymes with. Now, you notice how they're debunking all this religious crap, like the thing about prayer. Remember that story we had uh, about two weeks ago that people keep calling in? Oh, did you see that? Yeah, we saw it. We had it on our website. Now, here's another one. Sounds like It sounds like one of those um, secular humanist uh, plots to me. Near-death experiences have a biological explanation rather than a spiritual one. You, 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 I mean, I'm sure you've so many times seen these stories, especially in the tabloids. Oh, well, they were on the other side, but they came back, and they can tell us, uh, you know, about the uh, light on the other side and heaven. You, you've heard that, yeah, crap, that's right? My, my favorite is, is I died for a second, and I saw the light. Right, Which exactly. is funny to me, because I've been knocked out before for certain reasons. Did you see the light? No, no, you, you see white. That's what happens, and people mistake that. Well, you know something? The we light were, on the other remember side. Remember when I fell in Amsterdam? Him a few years ago and broke that bone in my hand. It went white, didn't it? No, no. When I was on the tram going back to uh, my apartment, listen to me. Okay. When I was on the tram, because I was dizzy the whole time back, and it, it, just before I got off the tram, everything went white. That's right. That was yeah. Jesus. Oh, was that Jesus? Well, that proves that all these uh, you know dark folks who want us to believe Jesus was black. Guess what? Ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> We'd seen him. He was white. He was as white as the ghost, as a matter of fact. The ghost of Jesus. Nonsense. Anyway, near-death experiences have a biological explanation rather than a spiritual one, research says. The U.S. team said the same parts of the brain are activated when people dream as in near-death experience. The study in neurology compared 55 people who had had near-death experiences, 55 who had not. Those with near-death experiences were more likely to have less clearly separated boundaries between sleeping and waking, the scientists found. People who have had near-death experiences commonly report being surrounded by bright light or gazing down on themselves in an operating theater. Many of these sensations are also common to experiences of being in the dream state or rapid eye movement, REM. Hey, REM. You fairy. St uh, stage of sleep, the researchers said. Near-death experiences were defined by the University of Kentucky researchers as a time during a life-threatening episode when a person undergoes an out-of-body experience, unusual alertness, or sees an intense light, or feels a great sense of peace. They found 60% of those who reported such experiences said they'd experienced the REM state of sleep during periods of wakefulness. Only a quarter of those who had not had, not had near-death experiences said they experienced this REM intrusion. Examples of this include waking up and feeling unable to move, having sudden muscle weakness in the legs, and hearing sounds just before falling asleep, or waking up that others don't hear. What is it? Waking up that others don't hear? What does that mean? I, I don't know. Study, well, I'm just reading what it says, okay? I didn't write it. It's on the BBC, and these people, these Brits supposedly know their crap, okay? So, study author Professor Kevin Nelson of the University of uh, Kentucky Lexington led the study, said the findings suggest that REM state intrusion contributed to near-death experiences. He told the Daily Telegraph, I see it as an activation of certain brain regions that are also active during the dream state. However, I hesitate to call it dreaming or dreaming while awake. This is the first testable hypothesis of a biological basis for these experiences. In other words, all that hocus-pocus, and I was on the other side, and I was in heaven, I was in hell, there was this bright light, and all this other crap. In the meantime, they were playing like, uh, what the hell is that song, that, that video by R.E.M. that I love? Oh, jeez, George, which George don't like it. Is it, like, popular? Well, it was there a few years ago. I mean, Everybody Hurts is one, or Losing My Religion. Lo no, not Losing My Religion. Mine no R.E.M. Wait, wait, give me like a, a, a primer on R.E.M.? You better get with it, mister. I know my uh, queens. All right. Then, then figure it out. Then. No, no. Uh, the Imitation of Life. Okay. Didn't you like that video? I thought that video was really neat. 
REM's good. They are great. A little on the Yay. side, but that's yeah. not, not there's anything wrong with that, as your buddy Seinfeld would say. Oh, jeez. Who, who's your all-time favorite TV celebrity? We got a good Haas race going here. See, you didn't think so. We got 8:34, and we need some more, or or not. We'll have that thousand by two o'clock easy. In fact, Josh is going to sit around there and check it every few minutes, or not. Johnny Carson 105. They can't touch Johnny. Here's Johnny. You know, he, he was really looking pretty bad there toward the last couple of years. Did you see those photos of him? You know, like, yeah, looking pretty bad. And, and he kept saying, I'm dying over here. Carol O'Connor's 70. Jackie Gleason, 69. Oh, look at the way those two. Oh, and very tight. Jerry Seinfeld, 66. You've got three people, four votes apart. Two of them dead. Even the dead people. This is like when John Ashcroft went for Senate in Missouri and lost to the dead guy. Two dead people beating Jerry Seinfeld. Three dead people beating them. David Letterman, 49. Bill Shatner, 45. We, we like him because he's a hook. He's become a real clown, you know. Kind of like our GM. He's a clown. Isn't that the reason we like him? Or, or are these the Trekkies? You certainly can't believe that Bill Shatner... Although Bill Shatner was like a Sp Shakespearean actor. Do you know that, good Canadian boy? I did, yeah. He was a Shakespearean actor, and he was on Medic in the early days of TV with Richard Boone from Paladin fame. And then all of a sudden, he was like on that Star Trek. Phil Hartman, 36, even after we played that, well, probably because the dump probably knocked most of it out. <laughs> well, it said hey, they heard about, the beginning, I'm sure. Yeah, it said something about holes. I can't say which letter. Lucille Ball, I love Lucy, 33. Lucy and James Garner knocked me right out. Has got about 30, man. That is shocking. This and embarrassing. is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. I can't get over what that He's got a lot of noise to talk about me that way. I don't give a crap what that fairy has to say. If he wants to smoke pink cigars, then let him. <laughs> Why, I'll have you know, I know what I'm talking about. Every morning at the condo, I take the elevator down, and on my way to the car, when I pull my folding basket out, I give a brief condo paper. <laughs> the boys are back in town. 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 I said the boy, the back in town. Why, you little. Ah, my God, along, you sport old fool. I know everything that's going on in tattoos. Why, I even know all the new Mahjong rules. I'm hip to the jive, Daddy O. You guys are going back today. It's a better show when I take your place. I know I ain't no way toilet but when they drop my voice, we'll change. You little smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's too bad, Geldy didn't invite me to uh, lunch while he was here for the game the other night, because I could have then seen if all those black and blue marks are healed up yet. But yeah. maybe he just want to hide it. Or maybe he's just too cheap. Or maybe he just hates me like poison. Whatever. Favorite all-time TV personality, man. This is tight. Johnny, well, not the top spot. Johnny Carson. Who could touch Johnny Carson? 107. 
But Carol O'Connor, 73, Jackie Gleason, 70, and Jerry Seinfeld, 68. And again, see, you're getting confused. The poll isn't, what's your favorite show or what was the best show? The question is, who is your favorite all-time TV celebrity? Not necessarily the best, the most talented, the greatest, the fattest, the uh, whatever. See what I'm saying? Yeah. The most Jewish? No. Who is your favorite? And that, that, that's a matter of opinion. It's subjective. You know, just because some people have bad taste and voted for Seinfeld, I mean, nothing's perfect. Seinfeld, 68. David Letterman, 49. It's pretty, a pretty steep drop. Bill Shatner, 46. I'll only read the double digits because we're short on time. We only got 13 minutes to the Marlin game. As a matter of fact, uh, just, just a joke. Uh, Bill, Shat Bill Shatner, 46. Lucille Ball, 36. Lucy, didn't all Cuban husbands talk like that? Lucy, he's, he was a genius, though. Got to hand it to him. He's still dead. Both of them are dead. And you know who else is dead? Who's Fred that? Mertz and uh, Ethel. Now, there is there is a show. All of the cast members are dead. All of the main ones, you know? I love loosely. Vivian Vance, in your pants. Uh, William Frawley, he was also on My Three Sons. He was the first grandpa, I believe. Then he croaked. He had some nerve. You have some nerve. Uh, Phil Hartman, 36, who also croaked. James Garner, 31, who I think is still alive. Bob Newhart, 23. Boy, Bob Newhart used to be funny about 100 years ago. Steve Allen, 20, should be much higher than that, even though we lost all our respect for him when he became an old fuddy-duddy. Barbara Eden, 20. Chris Farley, 18, 16. Andy Griffith, 16. Still alive. And you know what? He don't look too bad for 110. He was on, I think, with Larry King a couple weeks ago and looking uh, almost human. Aren't you shocked? Yes. Now, who would you rather have still alive, Al Lewis, Grandpa, or Andy Griffith? I mean, Grandpa, at least, was good for some yucks. Alan Alda, 16. Elizabeth Montgomery, 14. Howard Cosell, 14. Despised, hated by Dave Johnson. And speaking of Dave Johnson, it's uh, less than a month away from Derby Day, from our uh, yearly... Oh, boy. Am I excited about that or what? About the thoroughbred racing? Carol Burnett, 14. Michael J. Fox, 13. Michael J. Fox? Oh, man. How about Jose Jimenez? Sherman Hemsley, a.k.a. George Jefferson. How about Poopy Campo? 13. How about Dave Garraway and the Chimp? Jack Benny, 11, and Paul Lind, 11. Everybody else, single digits. Including Bill Cosby with nine, and Uncle Milty's only got eight. That's Yeah, Michael J. Fox you know, is a little shaky. How, yeah. How can you vote for a guy that dressed up in drag like Uncle Milty? At least, speaking of a drag, at least 65,000 Iraqis have fled their homes as a result of sectarian violence and intimidation, according to new figures from the Iraqi government. And the rate at which Iraqis are being displaced is increasing. Things are going well. Oh, we're fine. In Iraq, since uh, our illegal invasion. Since we decided to destroy their country. Figures given by, to the BBC by the Ministry for Deplacement and Migration show a doubling in the last two weeks of the number of Iraqis forced to move. There's been a sharp rise in sectarian violence since the bombing of that important Shia shrine in February. Some of the intimidation is being carried out by mobile phone. People are leaving their homes because of violence or intimidation just because they don't feel safe no more. People have been receiving threatening text messages and gruesome videos filmed on mobile phone cameras in one of them, a Sunni Iraqi man who entered a mainly Shia neighborhood of Baghdad is being seen being beaten and killed by men in black clothes. The video was then sent out with a warning that this is what would happen if any other Sunni came to this area. The Iraqi Ministry for Displacement and Migration told the BBC almost 11,000 families had left their homes, equivalent to about 65,000 people based on the average Iraqi family size. That's too many. That would be like six people, a family, uh, mommy, daddy, and uh, maybe, uh, who knows, and four kids. Too many. One thing about them schmata heads, man, they reproduce like rats. 
Much of this displacement is taking place in and around Baghdad, where the violence has been worse, with many people moving in with relatives and or friends. Wow. And you notice how the media is doing a fabulous job talking about this? Not. No. And through talking about the chick from Aruba, what was the one they were all whipped up about yesterday? I forget. We made some mention of it. That we're supposed to be all crazed about. I, for, I forgot what it is already. Yesterday? In the last couple of days, they had they had one going. And last week it was that kid that was on the you know that was uh, whoring himself on the internet. Yeah. Every, every week they got some other story that basically most people shouldn't give a damn about. But we you know the media uses it to like cover up all the real stuff, like this. Like this poor lady who died yesterday at Disney World. 49-year-old woman died Wednesday, a day after becoming ill, after riding Mission Space at Walt Disney World. The second death in less than a year related to the Epcot ride so intense that it has motion sickness bags, and several riders have been treated for chest pain. How do you like that? You know who I blame for it? Who's that? Eisner! The woman became ill after riding the rocket ship ride Tuesday afternoon. Was tra- Of course, he also, uh, I mean, planes have motion sickness bags too, right? Yeah. Bark bag? Right. Bar a puke bag. The woman became ill after riding the rocket ship ride Tuesday afternoon and was transported to Celebration Hospital. Celebration Hospital? Boy, bizarre. Where her condition worsened and she died. Disney spokeswoman Kim Prunty said in a statement, the woman's identity hometown were immediately released and Prunty said no additional information would be released last night. Spokeswoman for the hospital said no info about the woman was available, but she is dead. We have closed the attraction to reconfirm proper operation of the ride, they said. Disney official told state inspectors yesterday the woman felt dizzy and nauseated after getting off the ride, kind of like after hearing the crow on the ear, and may have suffered from high blood pressure or other health problems. Oh, yeah, she probably was sick ahead of time. Couldn't possibly have been that. And speaking of something that will make you sick, uh, Hall of Flamer, according to Barry Jackass, Reggie Jackson said he's approached Marlon's owner, Jeffrey Loria, about purchasing a portion of the team, but Loria says, uh-uh, no interest. Jackson and his three investment partners have failed in several attempts to buy teams, including the Oakland A's last year. Jackson said the group would be interested in owning either minority or majority interest in the Marlins and has broached the issue to Lori in the past about trying to do something if anything ever arose. I know, Jeff, I feel I have a good relationship, Reggie said. Jackson approached Lori again during spring training, asked him about the Marlins stadium efforts. Lori said, if there's some interest, Reggie, we'll let you know. Stay in touch. We'll let you know. In other words, don't call us. We'll call you. This is Neil Rogers. And wait till you're what we call you. This is 560 QAM. Your hang rape is funny. Absolutely.
show. I have too much time for any of this, do we? Well, it's about that time. It's almost that time. Marlins pregame coming up next. Marlins and the Padres. Be there or David Sampson's going to come to your house and cry on your doorstep for a week. Mad Dog from the Sofa Kings after the game. That's the Sofa Kings. Guess who just got there today? The wild-eyed boys that have been away. Sports Radio 560. 